Hello, and welcome to this live recording from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy what God's got to say to you. This morning, I want to welcome Sarah D'Souza to come and share the message with us. Sarah's from Brazil, and she came to Perth to study at Vos about three years ago now. Sam, who's been on the keyboard this morning, and Sarah and his daughter Isabella have been a part of Mount Pleasant Church since that time. And Sarah will be coming on to serve as an intern this coming year at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. She's been serving in MPK, so very well known to many of you. So would you all welcome Sarah this morning? And I'm just going to pray quickly for Sarah. Lord, would you speak to us through Sarah? Thank you for her coming to share, to be a part of Mount Pleasant. Thank you for what you've added to our church through her coming and Sam and Isabella. Would you bless her as she shares in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. I think I've said she's from Brazil, but maybe I didn't. But just in case I didn't, she's from Brazil. (laughs) So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Sue. But before we begin, I would like to start with a prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you that we are able to gather here together in your name to worship you, Lord. We want to know you, Lord, in a deeper way. We invite you to come, be in our midst. Reveal to us the knowledge of who you are. Fill us with the knowledge of your will, Lord God. Empty me of myself as I speak, and may your will be done in and through me in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. What an amazing, inspiring story we just heard from Larissa. The story of Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. It's one example of many of those people who chose to follow Jesus, who trusted in him even though they sacrificed their lives for him. The Bible has many examples of people who trusted God. Boys and girls, do you remember term three last year of MPK? God's big story? where we learn about the amazing stories of the Old Testament with God's promises pointing to the future coming of Jesus and his plan of redemption? Yes? We learn. (laughs) Some of those stories included Abraham that left it all behind to follow God, Joseph in Egypt, Moses leading God's people out of slavery, and many others. And we learn that these people had in common a will to trust in God, even if they caused didn't make sense at all, even if they were not perfect, which we learned they weren't. And many of them did not leave to see the results of their response to God's call. But in one way or another, they put their trust in God and trusted that his call was what they needed to do. Of course, we learned that the ultimate example of trust in the Bible was Jesus himself, That in trust and obedience to his father, he sacrificed his life and died for us. He died on the cross to fulfill God's perfect ways. But boys and girls, did you know that God's call for mission, it's not only applied to missionaries or Bible characters. We all have our own mission for God in Christ. It's what we, God's church, do for him in this world in obedience and trust in him. And even within our imperfections, our weakness, mission is what we do as we leave it out proclaiming God's kingdom. God's command, it's simple. 
His word tells us, like in Mark 16, 15, that we are to proclaim the gospel to all creation as we go on living. In other words, whatever God places us, we are to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. And we are to make disciples. Matthew 28, 19 reads, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. So as we go on living, we are to help others to know of Jesus, to believe and obey his word. But how can we be or make disciples if we do not truly trust in God? When Isabella, my daughter, did not know how to swim, she was very insecure to go to the pool, even with those floating devices in her arms. But when she was with my husband, Sam, that fear no longer existed. In this picture here, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) Sam is throwing Isabella in the air. She had no fear because she trusted him, the one she knew that he would catch her if she struggled how to swim. In fact, she was very happy asking him to throw her again and again. It's a childlike trust that it's in fact inspiring. But what about us? Are we able to trust someone completely? And how can we trust someone if we do not know that person? When I was preparing for this today, I kept... This question kept coming in my mind over and over again as if God was asking me, how can you trust me, my word, my son, if you do not know us? Looking in the Old Testament, the word trust is often used in relation to God, who is trustworthy, faithful, and keep his promises. And this relation represents the entrusting of oneself to God, as we often observed in the Psalms. For instance, Psalm 37, verse 3 and 5, trust in the Lord and do good. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. Psalm 62, 8, trust in Him all the time. Psalm 25, in you, Lord my God, I put my trust. And many others. The prophets also spoke about trust. Jeremiah 17, 7, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And one of my favorite verses of the Old Testament about trust that I read constantly is found in Proverbs 3 to 5. 3, 5 to 6. Thank you. Let's read together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Amen. This passage is asking us to trust in God completely rather than relying on ourselves, on our own individual abilities. The book of Proverbs teaches us that true wisdom is to fear, to praise, and to acknowledge God's sovereignty. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs 1.7 reads. Thus, to fear God is to know Him. For he's the creator, the ultimate source of wisdom and knowledge. He's the basis of all the foundations of our lives. Therefore, he's the one we are to entrust our lives to. And what about trust in the New Testament? Well, the trust in the Lord's sayings of the Old Testament are rarely observed in the New Testament. In fact, trust takes the form of faith. Trust in God aligns with faith in Jesus Christ. And this act of trusting in Jesus is often translated from the Greek verb pisteuo. Pisteuo includes three groups of words in its meaning. It means to believe, to have faith, and to trust. And 
it's not only an intellectual acceptance to the truth of something without any related actions, like the English word believe implies, but includes an active element of commitment, conviction, an action of entrusting oneself entirely to Jesus. It is believing in Jesus Christ. It is those people who believe, who trust, and who have faith in him. And especially presented in the Gospel of John. Oh, beautiful. Believing is knowing Jesus. It is seeing, it is receiving, it is coming to, it is abiding, it is remaining, it's following, it's loving Jesus. And being a believer, it is being a disciple of Jesus. And those who put their, who, who know, who believe and know that Jesus is the Christ are those who put their trust in Jesus himself as the son of God. And are those who, belong, who become the children of God and have eternal life. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes, trusts, have faith in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus himself is the way, the truth, and the life. So, after understanding, we understood a little bit better about the word trust in the Bible and what it means. We can now ask ourselves, but how can we trust in God with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding? In an individualistic society that we currently live in, it is indeed a hard task to accomplish, to let go of our individuality, our own fleshly desires, and surrender all to God. But God loves us so much, and by His grace, He made a way to bring us into union with Himself through His Son. However, unless we are willing to surrender willing to let it go and deny our own self to Christ, we cannot truly know God. Therefore, we cannot trust him. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So let's make a decision to for Christ. Let's make a decision to trust in him, to know him, to want to grow closer to him. When God, by his grace, begins to reveal himself more and more to us, we must respond. We must deliberately give up the right to ourselves and give it to Christ. We must make an active and personal commitment to entrust ourselves completely to him and his will. Surrender ourselves daily on a personal, ongoing commitment to want to know God through Christ. So then we can identify ourselves with God's mission for others. Yes, and for that, we need to spend time to get to know him. We need to pray. We need to study and read his word. We need to be part of God's community, actively belonging to a church, a home group, a Bible study, a place where God's children, God is at work with his children. And this commitment to know God, to grow closer to him, it's not referring to some kind of uh, religious ritual, nor being part of a well-known ministry. No, these acts are actually simple, nothing extraordinary, because trust is not dependent on any personal remarkable experience, nor in being confident in our own works. No, it is dependent on God, on His revealed knowledge, His truth revealed in Christ. And through God's Spirit, we are revealed more and more of Him as we become His disciples actively growing in his wisdom and knowledge. 
So yes, we must will to know God. We must will to trust Him. We must will to be His disciples. For those who know me, my family and I moved from Brazil to Australia exactly three years ago tomorrow. In the yes, thank you. In the pursuit of knowing God. It was not an easy choice at all. In fact, it went contrary to all our previous expectations of life, career, financial stability. But God, in his mercy, patience, and love for us, guided us and pointed us towards him. Yes, it took sacrifice, it took obedience, it took courage. But more than anything else, it made us trust in him beyond our own understanding, surrendering ourselves daily to him and his will. A hard and daily effort, I may add, but here we are, a brand new life in him, where we, I was able to spend time getting to know him, I still am, um, raising Isabel in a Christian environment, surrounded by God's family who we love, and witnessing much of God's Blessings and miracles throughout our life. Sorry, getting emotional here. (laughs) It still amazes me. Every time he answers our prayers, he humbles me to know how much he loves us despite of our imperfections. And still we don't know what the future holds for us in God's missions. But as long as we remind ourselves that we need to put our trust in him and not on ourselves. And surrender ourselves to him completely. And ask him to strengthen our faith and our trust in him. We are confident that his will is being done in and through us. Amen. I was listening to Elizabeth's story. Uh, She was telling Jim's story. On YouTube, I encourage everyone to look for it. It's an amazing testimony. It's about 50 minutes, but it's well worth it. Well, she tells us that Jim took a year off after graduating. He called it, he chose to take that year off, by the way. He called it a test of free time. And despite of his friend's criticism and with a hard self-discipline routine, he submitted himself to God's will in simple ways. He spent his free time praying, studying scripture, writing his journal, preaching on the streets, on prison, teaching others about Jesus before actually going in a mission for Ecuador. Jim trusted in God. And as he wrote to one of his friends, Pete, that later joined him to Ecuador, he wrote, rest in this. It is his, it is God's business to lead, to command, to impel, to send, to call, or whatever you want to call it. It is our business to obey, to follow, to move, to respond, and I add, to trust him. Yes, it is our business to trust in God with all that the word trust means. And it is in this constant surrender of ourselves to him that we grow closer to him, entering in a relationship that produces peace. Not as the word produces, but the peace of Christ. And we become more like Christ, who is light. And people are drawn to light. So regardless where God sends you or places you, his light will attract others. And those people who God places on your path, they might wonder and ask you, tell me what you know. What is this peace? What is this beautiful light you have within you? And we must be ready to respond. And even when we can't see the results of our response to God's call, as in Jim Elliott's case in Ecuador, 
we are to trust in God's word, as we read in 1 John 2:17. The word and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Amen. So it is my hope and prayer today that we all make a decision for Christ and surrender ourselves completely to him. Answer his call to follow him, to know him, to trust him, so we can be part of God's mission into proclaiming his kingdom into this world. Be in mission with and for Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy towards us. Thank you that you send your son, Jesus Christ, and by his life, death, and resurrection, we can have eternal life, Lord. We pray, Lord, for you to help us. Help us to trust in you, Lord, to want to know you in a deeper way. In your mercy, Lord, we pray that we become ready to hear your call and to respond to it, to be your disciples and to make disciples, Lord. Help us to glorify your name through our lives, Lord, sharing your love and your hope with everyone you may place in our path. We pray those things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. If you'd like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, then you can contact the team at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church by calling the office during office hours on 9329 Thanks for joining us. We look forward to your company again soon. God bless.